electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed... Ferrari Mike Banuelo says he can turn unknown acts into multi-platinum music megastars. Me and my partner was talking about it like, this could be the moment right here, you know? But his promises are just a plot to steal millions from investors, while artists' dreams wither in obscurity. I got to the point, I was like, okay, this guy's completely just, catch me if you can. Well, it was fine when I started. I left Chi-Town in 99, I departed. In the late 90s, rapper Tony Hayes, a.k.a. Four Eyes, is looking to make a move in the hip-hop scene. I had the privilege of growing up with a world-renowned entrepreneur, uh, Ludacris. Um, and, you know, we grew up together. We started rapping uh, freshman year high school, 1991. Hayes follows his good friend Chris Bridges, a.k.a. Ludacris, to Atlanta as Ludacris' career is on the verge of exploding. It seemingly couldn't have worked out better for Four Eyes. I was featured on his first solo uh, album, and I was also featured on his Ludacris' second album, uh, Word of Mouth. On some pretty, pretty hip-hop classic beatbox type of tracks. Both albums go triple platinum, but Four Eyes isn't content being featured on another star's tracks. He wants his own solo career. Unfortunately, he's having trouble breaking out on his own. Oh, three million people heard you on this album, three million people heard you on this album. It's, it was starting to slip away as, you know, Janet Jackson said, what have you done for me lately? It is from this purgatory that Four Eyes finds himself ascending to the penthouse condominium of Ferrari Mike Banuelos, where Banuelos is hosting a party. Very fast guy, had Ferraris, but moved faster than probably logically recommended a lot of times, a lot of times. There are several stories about how Banuelos came to be known as Ferrari Mike, but it's a name and an image he embraces. This is the uh, first Ferrari I had, and oh my God, I was real excited. This over here is uh, it's a 360 Spider. Doug Sprague is a former assistant U.S. attorney. Mr. Banuelos always portrayed the trappings of success. He would drive a Hummer, a Bentley, a Ferrari, a Maserati. When Hayes meets Banuelos and sees the lavish display of wealth, it seems like Banuelos could be his ticket to the big time. Ferrari Mike was interested in investing in the music industry, but him hearing my story, knowing how I was featured on Ludacris albums, I had a good relationship with Ludacris, it 
made sense to me and to him to work together to help get me to the next level. Four Eyes is shown on Ludacris' first two albums that he can talk the talk. The next step, according to Banuelos, is to show he can walk the walk. One of the biggest rules in the music industry is you gotta fake it to make it. As much as I don't like the rule, it, it works. Faking it is Ferrari Mike's specialty. He wants to show Four Eyes rubbing elbows with the biggest stars in hip hop. And there just so happens to be an event where they can find them all. What's good in the hood, people? It's your boy, FantasticFourEyes.com, checking in Atlanta, Georgia, on our way to the 2007 NBA All-Star Game, Las Vegas, Nevada. So we go to Vegas. But when we go to Vegas, we don't just go to Vegas. We went to Vegas. And I mean, it was no reason for us to rent Ludacris' private plane to fly to Vegas. Chris didn't even take his own private plane to Vegas when he went. But we did, because Ferrari Mike was the, the, the showman. It's all about, you know, keeping up with the big dogs. You ready for us? I'm born ready. Man, this, this man is going to be the next superstar. By the time this gets out, everybody's going to know who he is. This is Four Eyes. It's not clear how effectively they network with the big dogs. But from Four Eyes' own video of the trip, they certainly give the appearance of living the life. Yeah, baby! <laughs> But it turns out Banuelos may have ulterior motives for the trip besides getting Four Eyes' face out there. Banuelos wants to show that he can run with the big dogs. We come in jets, we come limos, we have private parties. And that's okay, because that's what we do. A few months after the Vegas trip, Banuelo starts a music promotion company called Revo Media and shows videos like these to investors to see if they want to catch a ride on his rising star. The investors were persuaded that you need to spend some money to make some money. And Mr. Banuelos was very, very good at persuading them that this would be a lucrative investment. Unknown to Four Eyes, Banuelos claims to have business relationships with such megastars as Ludacris, Usher, and Chris Brown. But it's a past that doesn't check out. We have no evidence that he had anything to do with Ludacris's success or helped him come up in the industry in any way. And we have no information whatsoever that he knew Usher, Chris Brown, or the other artists. Nevertheless, he raises hundreds of thousands of dollars, supposedly for Four Eyes' benefit. But the only image awareness he raises is his own. This appears to have been a fraudulent scheme from day one. There was never an effort to turn these people into music stars. In July 2007, Ferrari Mike Banuelos is throwing a blowout party to announce the release of Four Eyes' new album, Fantastic Four Eyes. Banuelos has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to supposedly promote Four Eyes' career, and he brings several investors along to see the show. This is one of my top big boy check. Check, baby. You watch the big check. Four, baby. But once again, the business plan is all flash, no substance. Do it for the haters. Do it for the haters. We were faking it too hard. We were faking it too hard, as opposed to making it. I had an album release party for an album that nobody heard. 
I had an ice sculpture. I had like 20 models, but we should have put more DJs in a comfortable position to play our record so that the spins would have translated into iTunes sales, record sales, paid gigs, all the things that artists now that are independent are doing. The project seems to go nowhere. No album sales, no tour dates, no attention. But it seems that Ferrari Mike isn't worried. As long as investor money keeps rolling in, Banuelos' plan is right on schedule. David Derrick sees all the signs of Banuelos' success firsthand. He lives in Banuelos' home as a personal chef and house manager. In fact, he's both an aspiring musician and a hopeful restaurateur. Upon first meeting Derek, Banuelos instinctively reprises a familiar pitch. I can make you a star. He quickly let me know he was very wealthy and was very impressed with me and wanted to invest in my music career and also wanted to uh, help me open a restaurant. Banuelos tells Derek the same story he tells investors, that he has relationships with some of the biggest names in hip-hop. Banuelos says his own start in the business was quite different. Mike had explained to me that he used to work for the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and that he had been shot in the chest and in the back and was pretty much taken care of for life. Banuelo says he takes the opportunity to move to Atlanta, where he claims to find his true calling, promoting music. The truth of why Banuelos moves out of L.A. is far less glamorous. In 1997, he had been fired as a sheriff's deputy, and we learned, we read reports, that he had been fired from that job because he had also def defrauded his fellow sheriff's deputies. Banuelos worked as a jail guard for L.A. County, but he tells his fellow deputies it's merely a hobby. His real career is investing, and he has a great opportunity for everyone to invest in an office building in New York. But there is no investment opportunity, and Banuelos is convicted of defrauding his fellow deputies of more than $100,000. Nevertheless, Derek sees the money and the lifestyle and believes there must be something behind it. In fact, he wishes he could get in on it. I said, man, if I had the money, I would invest in this. And he said, well, I mean, do you have family? Have you talked about your dad? Would he be willing to invest in this? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I could talk to him. As a retired surgeon, Derek's father, Bob, has built a nice nest egg over the years with his eyes on his six children's futures. But he's not a multimillionaire. My dad has always been very open and honest with me, saying, look, this, this, is, our, this is the family inheritance. We have to move forward and make money out of this somehow. Banuelos provides Bob Derrick with business plans for concert tours, album promotions, and potential collaborations with world-famous artists such as Kanye West, Alicia Keys, Eminem, and Snoop Dogg. Banuelos even shoots his own video, pretending that it's a production of the popular program MTV Cribs. Hey, I'm Ferrari Mike, and uh, welcome to my crib. He showed these videos to people saying, 
in essence, I'm so wealthy and important and so big in the music industry that MTV Cribs is making a show about me. Our shower, uh, it was smaller than Lake House one, but it works just fine. It's actually not that small. I'm still fit three or four people now. Over the next several months, Bob Derrick invests $550,000 to buy a 4% stake in Revo Media. And all told, Banuelos takes in more than $2.5 million from more than a dozen investors. But mostly, they're just paying for Ferrari Mike's non-stop party. I have to apologize right now for everything's about to happen about four hours. I'm keep slamming in these, and I'm going to be crazy. Ooh, a lot of liquor, a lot of drinking. When we first would go out with Ferrari Mike, we actually had to scale him down some. Let's party, let's have some drinks, let's have a good time on Ferrari Mike. But the good times aren't on Ferrari Mike, they're on his investors. And his reach extends across an ocean. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In the spring of 2008, Ty Tynan is looking to promote his 17-year-old son's hip-hop duo, High Life. They've won music contests in their native Hawaii, but they want to make a leap from the island. As fate would have it, they grabbed the attention of a music promoter thousands of miles away in Atlanta. My son's partner, his mom actually knew someone who knew Ludacris and in fact worked with, closely with Ludacris, uh, so we were told. The promoter is Ferrari Mike Banuelos, and the information Tynan receives is that Banuelos is interested in taking a look to see if the young duo has what it takes. He wanted to schedule a time for us to fly up to meet with him and meet with some of the music producers that could evaluate them further. So me and the, the guys, you know, we said, okay, this is our big chance. We're gonna go to Atlanta. Banuelos picks them up from the airport and takes them to his home. As far as the Tynans can see, everything they've heard about the mogul is true. I did look for the Ferrari and I saw one. I saw Aston Martin too. <laughs> everything that we were told, we, it was kind of like what it was coming true. The first step towards stardom, Banuelos tells them, is to commit to recording an album. He said that in order to make sure that you guys are actually a part of this, you know, there's going to be some investment on your on your behalf. Tynan comes up with $12,000, and they travel back to Atlanta and lay down eight tracks for the record. It appears to be a legitimate step towards stardom, but things are rarely what they seem with Banuelos. That's a legitimate step if the tape is then sent on to a record company. And if there are efforts taken to follow up with that, but we don't know that that demo tape made it any farther than that studio that day. Banuelos' plans keep moving forward, however. 
Two months later, he breaks the big news. The legendary hip-hop label Def Jam is interested in signing High Life for $23 million. And it's all going to be accompanied by a 56-date concert tour with Ludacris that will pay the band nearly a million dollars. I know we, me and my partner was talking about it, like, this could be the moment right here, you know? However, it required investment again. Ferrari Mike was saying, I'm gonna have to spend X millions to be able to pull this together. But you're only gonna have to pay a portion in order to, to make it work. You're American Idol, ladies and gentlemen! Surrounded by a culture that promotes instant stardom, Tynan believes maybe his son's number has been called. He hands over $268,000. For Tynan, who grew up with nothing, it's not an easy amount to come up with. You know, as everything I got, I was behind the dream of my son. And so we said, I'm going to go all in and, and uh, started asking for support from, you know, friends and family that, you know, weren't rich. I mean, this was money they couldn't lose. But Banuelos' deceit runs deep. The $23 million record deal is a fabrication. The paperwork, purportedly from Def Jam executive Shakir Stewart, is a forgery. When Tynan asks to meet with Stewart in person, Banuelos says it's impossible, but arranges for Tynan to speak with him on the phone, or so he says. He staged purported conference calls that he claimed had on the conference call an executive with the record label, and it was not an executive with the record company. Four Eyes hears the same story. Banuelos tells him that he too is up for a Def Jam record deal. Four Eyes thinks he's finally made it. Somehow, Ferrari Mike had a lawyer who was cool with somebody at Def Jam, and somehow we garnished the attention of Def Jam. Now, I didn't understand this because I hadn't sold any albums yet, but it's possible, all right, let's, let's run it. God is good to the players. But after months, the deal doesn't move forward. Four Eyes decides to see if his old friend, Chris Bridges, AKA Ludacris, can talk to Def Jam president L.A. Reid about the delay in his contract. And then Chris was like, you know what? I'm going to New York tomorrow. I will call you when I get there. And like clockwork, he called me. He was like, hey, bro, I'm sorry to inform you. I just left a meeting with L.A. Reid. L.A. Reid does not know a Four Eyes. He don't know a Revo Records. And he does not know a Ferrari Mike. In one phone call, Hayes sees his star sucked into a black hole. And it's all thanks to Ferrari Mike Benuelos. He lied to him about getting me a record deal and they cut him a check for three quarters of a meal. I never would have thought to second guess everything he did. Not, not everything, but he was a second guess everything kind of guy. Four Eyes suffers years of aggravation, but at least he doesn't lose any money. Bob Derrick isn't as fortunate. Banuelos has thrown away his life savings. And Derek's son, David, confronts Banuelos about it. I mean, I was there living in the house. He knew that, that I knew that he was a fraud. And um, he asked me to leave the house. And I said, well, you don't have to ask. I'm going to be gone tonight. 
He breaks the news to his father that his life savings are most likely gone. And I said, Dad, I'm starting to feel terrible that I got you involved with this guy. And my dad said, you know, he was great about it. He said, well, don't worry about it because I made the decision and I think I've been a fool as well. Despite the negative signs, it's more than a year before Ty and Kaleo Tynan realize the truth about Banuelos. They move to Atlanta and continue to work in the studio, but even they can see their future fading away. It was weird. Everything was legit but him. That's the weird part. And I, I felt like if he just was, you know, focused on actually making money like we were, we would probably be up there by now. Banuelos convinces them to take one last shot on a tour with Ludacris centered around the San Francisco Bay Area. It's no surprise that the plan barely advances past lip service and the walls come crashing down. Well, one of the group of investors is from the Bay Area. And when that group of that investor had had enough, a culmination of delays and excuses, he suspected that Mr. Benwells had defrauded him. And so he came to the FBI with a complaint, and we opened the case. It's not difficult for the FBI to see what's happening. On July 26, 2012, Banuelos is arrested and taken to San Francisco, where he pleads guilty to one count of wire fraud that estimates losses at more than $2.5 million. He is later sentenced to 78 months in prison. According to Ty Tynan, it took Kaleo a few years to recover from the disappointment. High life breaks up. But Kaleo is now back in the studio and working in clubs and at parties under the name DJ Kaleo 808. It was just the worst nightmare I've ever been a part of, especially for the kids, because that was their dream. And I could see their eyes. They had the shine in their eyes, and I saw it dull. And that just killed me. Losing the dream has also been difficult for Ty. Not only did he spend all of his life savings on his son's future, but he convinced family members to contribute as well. Every month, he says, he pays back what he can to his family. It put a strain on every relationship I had that was closest to me, broke some relationships. Uh, my wife and I are still having challenges because of the, uh, it wiped us out. As for Mike Banuelos, he won't be riding in another Ferrari for quite some time. He's scheduled for release in March 2018. You guys have seen my crib, you've seen my lake house, you've seen the Ferraris. I think it's about time right now for you guys to go. Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. Parents, when you visit California, childhood rules. If you don't remember how awesome childhood is, just ask yourself. What would kids do? Dance to a giant organ played by ocean waves? Yep. Camp in floating tree houses hundreds of feet off the ground? Check. Jump in a big tub of mud on purpose? Call it rejuvenation. We don't care. 
Just pack your fun pants and let childhood rule your family vacation. Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.